helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Welcome to the Life Transformation Show. This is your co-host, Bettina Davomar, and today's show is entitled Reasonable Expectations for Romantic Relationships. In a relationship, particularly a romantic long-term relationship, such as marriage, both people have certain expectations of each other. However, there are expectations that are reasonable to have and others that can be too demanding or too extreme. Maybe you've been, let's say, labeled as being a little too needy or you've not spoken up because you do not want to seem controlling. Again, this show is called Reasonable Expectations for Romantic Relationships. And we will look at biblical psychological insights that show what is reasonable to expect from your partner. And so with me today is our the award-winning psychotherapist Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services. And we are welcoming him, welcoming him back from the, his speaking engagement in Saskatchewan. So welcome, Michael. Thank you very much, Bettina. And it's so good to be back in Ottawa and to be here on the Life Transformation Show to do this very important topic of what's reasonable expectation in a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. I had a little chuckle there as you were talking about <laughs> Uh, people who might feel as if they're too needy or too controlling because these are labels that we sometimes put on our partners Mm. when we don't like to hear what they want to say. And sometimes we can start believing these labels and as a result of that, do not speak up about the things that we need to speak up about. But let me say that a little bit about the trip in Saskatchewan. Uh, mm-hmm. I had five speaking engagements in three days there, and one of those engagements included was a speaking at a public school. Wow to about 150 students who gathered to hear about the topic self-harm and suicide. Mm. There's a very high rate of suicide in that area, so it was mm-hmm. good to be there to help that part of that part of Canada in yes. in helping kids to understand how to how to help someone who might be suicidal or what are the signs uh, that showed that someone might be suicidal. So again, I want to thank the the leaders in that community who, in, who invited me to speak in in that area of Canada. But I'm happy to be back here in Ottawa to be speaking on the Life Transformation Show. And so I want to thank you, all of my faithful Ottawa listeners that Mm -hmm. have tuned in again this morning to listen to this episode of the Life Transformation Show. But I also want to thank our first-time listeners. I know many of you are very excited and interested to find out how to tune into the Life Transformation Show. People from Saskatchewan I'm speaking of. So... I want to welcome all of my first-time listeners from Saskatchewan who are tuning in this morning to listen to the Life Transformation Show. So welcome. And I think it's reasonable expectation for me to welcome my first-time listeners from Ottawa as well. Yes, and we don't want to forget Ottawa you. To, to, be, <laughs> to feel as if we're forgetting, forgetting them. So yes. let me welcome all our first-time listeners from Ottawa. And yes, we are talking about reasonable expectations mm-hmm. for romantic relationships today what's reasonable and what's not and so michael before we go into the questions i just want to 
remind everyone of the phone number here. It's one eight seven seven five four four three five four six, and our website is Elam Counseling with two L's Ministry dot com. And so, what would you say now? The Bible talks about being long suffering, Michael. Now, should we be long suffering? Um, and and how about you know and and not want to cause conflict? Should we be able to just uh, keep the peace, or should we be able to just talk about our talk talk to our spouse about certain things that we're expecting? Well, I think the Bible also talks about confronting uh, each other. Like in 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 the gospel, it talks about if a brother be overtaken with a fault, that you go to that person and you show you show that person the fault that they are in. And that you take even further steps that if the person does not turn from their from the the ways in which they they have erred, then you bring others into into the conflict to try to resolve. So the Bible is not about avoiding conflict. We see that Jesus uh, dealt with conflict head on, conflict with the Pharisees, conflict with his disciples. He didn't just sit around the table and stew in the thought that someone was about to deny him or betray him. We see that he had conversations about what was about to happen so that people had a chance to turn from the, the, the pathways, that the, the, the incorrect or sinful pathways that they were heading in. So I don't think the Bible is calling us to bury our head in the sand and not deal with conflict or talk about situations in our relationships that make us unhappy. And as we said in the beginning of the show, we are looking just not uh, on psychological insight, but biblical and psychological insight. So there are precedents in the scriptures that show that God does not want us to just suffer in our relationships and not talk about what's not right. But research also show, research done by Professor Eli Finkel, who directs the Relationships and Motivational Lab at Northwestern University. And he's also the author of the All or Nothing Marriage. He says, and I quote, expectations are essential. And if you have, if you are not expecting good stuff, then you very likely won't get it. He also goes on to explain that we need to be honest with ourselves in relationships and that we need to speak up about the things that are important to us. We are to identify what those things are and speak up about them. So I think a good rule of thumb as to whether or not you have been picky, you are needy, as you said in the introduction, uh, whether or not you have been needy or controlling, is for you, first of all, to decide whether or not the things that you're speaking up about are essential for you to feel love and valued in your relationship. So that is in general. But as we go on in today's show, we're going to be looking at more specific things that it is okay for you to speak up about. So get your pen and pencil ready. And uh, make a note of these things, because if anyone labels you as being controlling 
are being needed because you speak up a, 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 about these things, you can say, no, I am not, because there are biblical and psychological insights that show that it is reasonable for me to speak up about these things. So we are speaking up, we are talking about reasonable expectations for ra- romantic relationships. Okay, so Michael, what's the first reasonable expectation? I think it is reasonable for you to expect the attention of your partner. Mm -hmm. I think many of us uh, exist or stay in relationships in which we feel ignored, in which we feel as if our partner is interested in everything else except us. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're in a relationship like that and you're speaking up about needing your partner to show you attention and to show that you are important, that you are not being needy and you're not being controlling, that you have a right to feel valued by your partner and you have a right to, to feel that your partner is giving you attention. In one study that was done in 2017 on relationship experience that was published in the Journal of Personal and and Social Psychology, they found that in the days when partners showed support for for their spouse that those actions that showed made them feel supported or wanted led to feeling of being loved and people reported that from these feelings that they had a higher relation they felt like their the quality of their relationship was better in those days when the, their partners showed care and attention for them so you're not being needy you're not being controlled rolling if you're in a relationship in which you feel ignored, in which you feel as if your partner don't see you like you're invisible, uh, if you're in that kind of relationship, it's okay. It's okay for you to speak up and to say, I feel as if I don't exist for you anymore. I feel as if you don't see me or hear me when I speak anymore. And yes, you're not being needy if you speak up and you're not being controlling if you speak up about this. And so, Michael, what if your partner is not naturally attentive? So they're not able to, they're not easily able to show you that undivided attention. How would we approach that? How would one spouse approach that? That's a good question. And I think in in relationships, we're all different. But one of the things that we find in 1 Corinthians 13 it, when it talks about love, it says love considers not her own. Uh-huh. So in other words, if you're in a relationship with someone, the word relationship uh, includes the word relate. Uh-huh. So it's learning how to relate to the other person. So yeah. you might not be by nature a person that shows a lot of attention. Right. But if your partner is is saying to you that for me to feel loved in this relationship, I need you to spend more time with me and I need you to show me more attention. They're not considering your own, meaning that you will consider the needs of the other person and that you will begin to show, uh, make make effort to show attention. Mm -hmm. Couples who have come to see me said that there is nothing more painful than being ignored in a relationship. And I know some of 
you who are listening to my voice today might say, yes, I know what that feeling is because I feel like I don't exist anymore. You have a right yeah. to the attention of your partner. And it doesn't matter if your partner is doing a work for the Lord or is in some business project. You have a right not to be ignored and i think it's all about balance so there is no excuse for ignoring your partner true so this is so interesting now what is another expectation that we could talk about today that a partner may have i think the next expectation is that you have a right to to try to work out differences. Mm. So if you're in a partner, in a relationship with someone where it's all about your partner and you find yourself bending over and over again to do things his way or her ways, then that's not working out differences. That's just giving up your right and, and giving up what you need for the sake of the other person, not for the sake of the relationship, but for the sake of the other person. A relationship that is one-sided is not a relationship. Mm -hmm. It becomes about the individual. So again, relationship is to relate. So mm -hmm. in a relationship, you have a right to expect that your partner will work on differences mm -hmm. and that you will compromise on situations and that it's not going to be all your partner's way all the time. And so they've done studies that also show that in relationships where women feel that their, their spouse is, is willing to do the emotional work, the difficult work of compromising and working out differences, that these women reported feeling more loved and feeling that they're in a higher quality relationship when their partner is willing to put in the emotional work. The absence of this is that if you don't work out your differences and you suffer and you take on the role of the martyr, then you will become frustrated and this will result in you becoming sarcastic or you will have the, the inclination to just maybe fulfill your needs in other areas outside the relationship instead of in the relationship itself. So, Michael, you know, let's face it. It's going to be probably very difficult for some people to talk about their differences. How should one approach these difficult conversations? I think it is important to be very tactful when yeah. you when you talk about yeah. these differences. And by tactful, that includes finding the right time and the right place. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of couples make the mistake that they want to discuss these deep and heavy subject when they're exhausted and they're at the end of the day and their head hit the pillow and they're ready to go to sleep and then they bring these issues up and it leads in f it, it leads to a big flare-up and one partner takes the pillow and go to the next room because they're just so tired and not in the frame of mind to discuss these issues. So I think a good time to discuss these issues 
is when you're in a relaxed mood and you're not exhausted. So maybe after supper when the kids are in bed and you're spending those few moments where you would normally watch a, uh, a show or you're just relaxing together and you're not yet at the end of the day where you are you are trying to fall asleep. So I, I think, I, again, I think that the time and the place and the how is also important. Yes. If you start saying that you do this or you don't do this, then your partner is likely to become defensive. I think a better way of speaking about it is to talk ab- about what you feel. Right. And if you begin to, f- to say that, the way that things have been going made me feel, and you fill in the blanks with your feelings, mm-hmm. your partner is more likely to listen to you than if you go on the attack and you start yes. saying, you do this, 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 Pointing or you never finger, do this, right. you know, or you use the word like never, right. or always. Or you, so, you, you, yeah. yeah. So avoid those kinds of extreme right. and speak about what you feel. Your partner will most likely be be willing to to listen if you if you use these techniques that we're mm-hmm. talking about. So if you have just joined us, you're listening to the Life Transformation Show. I am your host, Michael Hart of ELM Counseling Services. And with me in studio today is Bettina Davilmar. And we are speaking about reasonable expectation for romantic relationships. Maybe you have been labeled as being, as being needy or too controlling. This show is all about what's reasonable for you to expect of your relationship. So if you have missed the first part of this show, you can listen to the full podcast by going to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. You can also call us for all your counseling needs or if you have any questions at one 544 3546. We would love to hear from you. And again, thank you for listening. So yes, Bettina, so we have mm-hmm. been talking about what's reasonable expectation and this expectation that it's reasonable to expect that you're going to work on your differences yeah. and you're going to come to compromises and it's not going to be all one-sided for one person all the time. Yes, and so Michael, now we're getting to some very interesting part of this show. Now, what about the the expectation of physical touch or and sex. Let's talk a little bit about sex and affection. Yes, I think it's also it is a very difficult topic for people to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. People can shut down when it comes to talking about sexual intimacy. Right. And uh, people sometimes will feel that this is an area that if they talk about, especially to to their male partner, to, to their husband, it's going to be hurting his feelings. Mm. And so people shy away or it's going to hurt, bruise his male ego. Right. And so people <laughs> don't speak up. And some women don't speak up about sexual intimacy because they might feel, you know, if I speak up, I'm going to seem like I'm too interested in sex and you know, good girls don't speak up about their needs in these areas. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important for us to have this expectation. It's this reasonable expectation that you are going to work on to, to talk about the sexual difficulties in your relationship and to speak about your sexual needs. And so if you're in a relationship where every time you try to speak about this 
subject, it is met with defensiveness and put-downs and it, the subject is just avoided, then this is not a healthy place no. for your relationship to be. They have done studies, and what they find in these studies is that it's not so much what brings pleasure that is important or the how or the mechanics of things. It's not those things that leads to sexual dissatisfaction, but it's more the disparity between the partners, the how far apart the partners are. So again, when it comes to talking about sexual dif- differences or, or sexual needs, issues in yeah. a re- sexual needs in a relationship, again, it's about compromise. Mm-hmm. It's about listening listening to the other person. And uh, in Corinthians chapter 7, it talks about our bodies not belonging to each other and says that the the body of the husband does not belong to himself and the the body of the wife does not belong to her. This is another way of saying in today's language that you should not be selfish. You should be interested about what's going on in the other person's body. In other words, it's not all about your your needs and your gratification. Mm -hmm. So when Partners can talk about sex in this healthy way. We're following the First Corinthians chapter seven principle. Then you find that that, that they they will come closer together. Right. So again, it's it's the disparity that causes the issue. How far apart couples find themselves. And if you can begin to talk, then what will happen is that you will begin to move closer and closer together you will shrink that distance and it might be years of work but at Mm -hmm. least if you talk about it you begin to be on the right track right so what about partners who say physical touch is not their love language and that you know that kind of uh thing is just not for them what what could you say about that I think, you know, the the Five Love Language is a great book and I'm not yeah. taking away anything from that book. But I think it is all it has also done a lot of damage yeah. because I see a lot of people who come in and they will say, Oh, that's not my love language, my love language is this and my partner love language is that and they put each other in these little boxes mm-hmm. that they, they stick in. But the truth is that none of us have just this one thing that will make us satisfy. Or none of us have this one box that we find ourselves in that we can't come out of. Again, the first Corinthians 13 principle where it talks about love considers not her own. I think it is saying that you can't uh, just consider what your love language is or what is important to you. So going back to the question, if you find yourself in a situation where your your love language is this is not important to you but mm-hmm. it's important to your partner you can't just say i am not a touchy feely kind of person right. so again the expectation here i think your your partner has a right to expect yeah. that there is going to be physical intimacy and there's going to be physical touch and affection in the relationship and if that's missing then the the relationship is lacking something and i don't care what your love language is Mm -hmm. If that is missing in a relationship, an important ingredient is missing. Right. And so this has to be addressed. So, okay, Michael. So now the partner that is that's not their love language. They say, okay, so then am I supposed to just 
fake it? Am I supposed to just force it? It's, it's, it's going to seem mechanical. Can you speak to that? Yes, interesting study has been done, research by Brittany, I, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but it's Jakubiaka of Syracuse University. Forgive me if I am mixing up your name if you're <laughs> listening here. But anyway, uh, Brittany is at the University uh, of Syracuse University, and research that was done by her and others show that even if you tell others to perform physical acts of touching or holding hands, even when they were instructed to do things like that or to put their arms around their partner's shoulder, that even these these acts that they were told to do still had the benefits of making the other person feel closer. Mm. And that the, the, even even if it was rehearsed and planned, the benefit of physical touch still occurred. Right. So even if you have to plan that on a certain night of the week, we're going to get together and we're going to be holding hands and we're going to spend time just sitting. And that's another mistake that people make. They complain about not having intimacy in their relationship, mm -hmm. but they make no time for it. Right. So I think it's important to make time yes. to have these acts of physical touch where you can sit and just cuddle and watch hold a movie hands. together, just hold hands. Mm -hmm. And so uh, even if it's rehearsed, there is benefit that comes from that. And so, Michael, we're coming to the end, but I just have one more question now about gratitude, expecting gratitude from our partner. Is that something that we can expect? Is that a good expectation? Yeah, we're just trying to boost your ego. What if your yeah. partner says, just want me to praise you? <laughs> Everything right. that you do good, you want me to, to say something about it. Why can't you just be thankful that right. I am here and I receive it? Because right? I don't so. think we're expecting the other spouse to have this gratitude journal and be writing all this stuff about their spouse. But well, actually, a good idea. Maybe I should maybe. suggest that to my wife. So she, she should have a gratitude journal just thanking Michael just, just, for, just thanking just you. for me. For everything. <laughs> <laughs> for everything that I do. But on a serious note, getting back yeah. to this topic, I think it is reasonable for us to expect gratitude mm -hmm. and acts of kindness from our partners. There must be some kind of benefit. There's to doing benefit that. that comes from that. And what they show in studies is that uh, it's not so much the 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 big things. It's not the going on a vacation or spending ten thousand dollars to go to this exotic part of the world that matters. But even simple things like buying your partner a favorite drink, mm -hmm. you know, just showing gratitude to the person that yeah. you're thinking about them and you care about them, even simple things like that reap benefits. And so, again, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be expensive. And what they've done, studies that show that partners are just about as equal to notice and act when it's done uh, as they are to notice when it's missing. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't done anything like that for a while, your partner is taking note of that. Yes. And if you do it, they're <laughs> going to take note of it. So it's important for us to get the blessings of gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. If we begin to be thoughtful and kind to each other and to express, it, it is so thoughtful for you to have brought this home for me because you know that's my favorite drink mm -hmm. or that's the, my favorite food, then these kind of actions 
will help to restore the the love in your relationship. And again, it's not being too needy. It's it's okay for you. It's reasonable for you to expect these actions of kindness and these expressions of gratitude from your partner. So we have quickly come to the end of today's show, and it was very. It was fun for me to do this show yeah, today because I, I have so many questions <laughs> about: Am I needy? Am I controlling? And I hope that my our listeners found that helpful. So again, we yeah. want to thank you so much for joining us in this episode of the Life Transformation Show. We want to remind you of our upcoming retreat on the 8th to the 10th of November. And would like to say that that retreat is now full, but you can pray for us. And if you'd like to register for the next one, then now is the time to do so. So please remember to pray for us. We'll be having a prayer meeting next Tuesday as we pray for God to do great things at this retreat. We'd also like to remind you that you can get a hold of us by calling one 877 or you can contact us by going to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. So until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services. And Bettina Davomar. Praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.